Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Glad to have you with us. All archived programs are found at growingingrace.org. Regardless of how you found out about us, share it with a friend and uh, let them know there's some good news to be had out there. And it may be entirely different than what they've heard about when it comes to the, the, the message of the gospel and the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hi there, Joel. Hey, well, we've got a good shoe for people today. I think this one will be better than a lot of ones <laughs> that we do sometimes. <laughs> I will be talking, perhaps using the word better in this podcast anyway, not to be confused with parquet or butter or anything like that. <laughs> I'm I'm old enough to remember that, just so you know. Yeah, and I'm I am too, and I'm not nearly as old as you. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I set myself up. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a uh, <clears throat> as we were talking about this beforehand. I th- I think you said because I had brought up the word better, and then you said better is a good word. It's a powerful word, and it's it's a word that is actually used in the book of Hebrews regarding this new covenant, uh, regarding w- the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, and it's it's just there is just so much to be said about what we have in Jesus Christ compared to what they had under the old covenant and and all that God has freely given us in Jesus Christ. We talked a little bit about that last week, and I don't know, maybe I'll let you set the, this week up, but I just think that we'll have some really good things to talk about this week. Yes, I'm excited about this because this is something we can never stop learning enough about. There's all kinds of different ways to look at it, but since you made a big deal out of it, let me just quote Hebrews 8, 6. Speaking of Jesus, and, and the word starts out with but, so there was plenty said before this in, in previous verses and chapters. But in Hebrews 8, 6, but now, but now, okay, we're not talking some futuristic sci-fi thing, but now he, Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which was established or enacted on better promises. And there was fault found with the first covenant that God made with Israel. It wasn't so much that the covenant itself was at fault or the law within that covenant. It was people who were at fault. So something new had to take place. It's not like our Constitution here in this country where they come up with uh, amendments. Um, this would be something where there would be a change. And in the in Hebrews chapter 7, it talks about this change of law that would occur. That Greek word for change, if you look it up, uh, in other words, when there was a change of priesthood, there, it was necessary to have a change of law. That word change, it, it doesn't mean an amendment or um, some sort of edited version you know, it's nothing like that. It was it was removing something and replacing it with something different. Um, that's what had to happen. <laughs> and that's what did happen. 
the old covenant that God made with Israel, not with us who were born outside of the nation of Israel, but the, the covenant that he made through Moses had to come to an end and provide us with something new and better, with better promises. Joel, I want to get into forgiveness here a little bit, though, in this new covenant that we're in. And I'm going to jump ahead here from Hebrews 8 to Hebrews chapter 10, because throughout the book of Hebrews, I was talking uh, with somebody today, and, and, you know, Hebrews to me was one of those books that was difficult to understand. And, And I think surveys have showed that it's one of the least read New Testament books. Um, but as you know, Joel, this is now one of our favorite letters that were written by apostles. We're not sure who wrote the book of Hebrews. It may have been Paul or someone else, but <clears throat> they make their case throughout the book uh, on this new covenant thing. And uh, to me, it really heats up, especially in Hebrews chapters 7 through 10. So in Hebrews 10, um, after seeing a whole lot of stuff, so I, I, granted, I'm, we're not doing a verse by verse study here. We're just trying to make some points. In Hebrews 10, 18, the scripture says, now where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin. So you see, when forgiveness is complete, when forgiveness is complete, there is no longer an offering for sin. What does that mean, Joel? For years, as you know, you've heard me talk about it, I spent a lot of my Christian life seeking renewed forgiveness from God. Well, if we believers who are in Christ as new creations, as partakers of the divine nature, as the righteousness of God in him, that's how we're identified, that's how we're placed, that's how we're positioned. Um, If we need to seek a renewed forgiveness from God, sticking our head under the forgiveness faucet and trying to get clean again, trying to become cleansed from all unrighteousness again, if we needed to do that, we have a problem. Going back to Hebrews chapter 9, the problem is Jesus only made one sacrifice. And without the shedding of blood, then there's no forgiveness to distribute. The beauty of it is, compared to the old covenant where many priests offered many sacrifices, none of which took away sin, The sin was always still there. The blood of the animals just covered it up. The stain was still there. Um, We have a high priest, not many priests, but one, not many sacrifices, but one. And he offered this one sacrifice that finished the job. Where there's forgiveness, there's no longer an offering. Because if we still needed to seek that renewed forgiveness from God, if he needed to, to dispense more upon us and we get under the forgiveness faucet, since he's not offering any more sacrifices, there's no more blood being shed. See, if we still needed renewed forgiveness, the writer in Hebrews chapter 9 explains that he would have to be offering himself again and again, and he would have had to do it since the foundation of the world. See, yeah. Now, so isn't that isn't that better than what you generally hear taught in churches today? I mean, even even in a church where they'll teach— that our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. Uh, that's you know that to many people sounds like good news. Your your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus, but it's actually far better than that. This covenant and what Jesus did through His blood is far better than our sins just being covered. But the, they have indeed been taken away. 
see what what happened with this uh atonement under the old covenant atonement is an old covenant word sins being covered sins being atoned for but the writer of hebrews in chapter 10 he says in those sacrifices <laughs> there is really a reminder of sins every year so even if your sins were atoned for or covered, you still were reminded of those sins. You still carried a sin consciousness. But Christ, in this new covenant, through his blood, has not only atoned for sins, and not only have our sins been forgiven, but they've been taken away. And like you say, it is it is a complete forgiveness. It's, it's something that it's a once-for-all thing, because like you said— if I sinned, and uh, so I say, okay, well, I believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and so my sins up to this point are forgiven uh, because of the blood of Jesus. Okay, how wonderful is that? How great is that? That's wonderful. But now I live my life a little bit longer, and I sin some more, and so now I've got to go back to Jesus for another dose of forgiveness. Well, like you were reading there, like you were talking about, Forgiveness, the remission of sin, only comes when there is blood shed. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So if I need further forgiveness, if I need more forgiveness because I just sinned again, then Christ would have to go back, come back as a human being, and be uh, put upon the cross again, and he would have to shed his blood for my sins again. And again and again and again. He would have to do it over and over and over again. That's what we're talking about here. We in Christ do not need to keep going back to Christ for forgiveness. The one sacrifice took away all of our sin once and for all time. You don't keep going back to Christ. When you are in Christ, you've received the forgiveness of sins, and and say you commit a sin, you do something wrong— you don't go back to Christ and say, "I need, you know, will you please forgive me again?" You don't need to do that. What you can really, what you can do is say, "Thank you, Lord God, for that one sacrifice that took away all of my sin. I no longer have to live. I never have to live with guilt and condemnation again, as far as uh, God is concerned." You can thank God for the one sacrifice that took away all of your sin. Yeah, God is no longer. In the forgiveness business, the forgiveness faucet has been turned off because the work has been completed. How do we know that? Because unlike the Jewish priest from the tribe of the Levites who had to do this 24-hour thing offering sacrifices daily, <laughs> never taking away sins, they had, you know, there was no there was no union workers or anything for the priest. They just had to keep standing. Jesus did what the Jewish priest would never think of doing. He sat down, he presented the, the blood upon the altar in the real heavenly of heavenlies before God on our behalf. When the work was finished, he sat down. The work was never finished under the law of the old covenant with the animal sacrifices and all of that. So it's a completed work. It is finished to quote the, the great Jesus Christ upon the cross. And, and that's where the new covenant began after the cross, after the death of the testator. That's a story for another day is we're going to be running out of time here pretty soon for this podcast. But you hit on something there, though, Joel, that was uh, a bit of a mantra in my own life. And that is I, I thought I was forgiven up till now. Hmm. I thought God had forgiven me all of all my sins up till now. 
And so what happens when we sin again? Well, then we have sorrow and regret and we apologize and we confess. But according to the Bible, that doesn't bring forgiveness. As we've said several times here just on this podcast now, it had to be by blood being shed. And so that's, again, the better news, the, the good news. See, that's the problem, though. You, you, can't, you can't do that. You see, regret is not an exclusive club. <laughs> but our, <laughs> our sorrows and apologies. And some people will say, um, well, what are you just saying we can – and I, I know I quote this a lot, Joel, but are you saying we can just go do whatever we want? And, I'm, and you know what I would say to that? Are you saying that you can go do whatever you want and then just ask God to forgive you and he'll forgive you? And then you can go do it again and then be sorry about it and then confess it again and he'll forgive you. Is that what you're saying? I think that diminishes the blood of Jesus Christ. I think it does, even though that, that, that is a process that I was going through for many years of my Christian life. It left me miserable and wondering where I stood with God and it shouldn't be that way. So we wanna talk some more about this. Man, there, there's some really good stuff to, to say because you might be wondering, I, I don't get this sin taken away. What does that mean? Because I still have sin in my life. Stay with us. We'll cover it next time if you'll be here. Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.